Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. So, Susan, you want to start us off today? So, um, just something that I read this morning that thought would be worthy of sharing. Um, you know, we talk a lot about praying and everybody recommends praying which obviously we do too and praying is just talking to God and then listening to what he says but uh, I'm doing this study called Encountering God and um, in today's study he was talking about most of our problems when we are praying and taking something to God um, we don't wait for his answer if we don't see a immediate response then we just assume either he's not listening or he's being quiet or he's just not answering or he does is he's not going to answer in the way that we want him to when in reality he's just wanting us to wait and give him time to really um sh I, I guess kind of maybe just show us that when we ask for something he wants to um, do it but he'll do it in his timetable and he'll do it his way which won't necessarily mean immediately but what we forget to do is to wait and look for the answer and see where he's working um, a good example of this is you know we've we've made an offer on a house and we're doing all the bank stuff and I thought you know David and I both are feel like this is God allowed this house to just open up. It wasn't on the market. We're getting it, you know, at a really great deal. And um, he has spoken to me on a couple occasions of how he's going to bless it and what we're to do with it. And it, and so we know that it's from God. And so I just assumed that while we were praying about it and, you know, let the loan come through, let all these different things fall into place. I thought it was going to be easy um, because I felt like it was from God and that we were just supposed to, I thought everything was just going to happen in a couple weeks and it was going to be easy. And that did not happen. It's been a good couple of months in the process. Um, and we were even you know, rejected, for lack of a better word, on one of the loans we tried to get. And so we then we started questioning, is this really from God? Did we really hear him correctly? Um, you know, what's going on? Why is this so difficult? All the time, God, in my mind, is gently saying, are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me? You know, and, but Satan, on the other hand, is throwing all these, nope, you didn't hear from God. You were wrong. You, you know, didn't hear him. You're not worthy to be heard uh, for him to hear you. You know, all these lies that we tell ourselves um, and to the point that, you know, we were both just about ready to give up because we just didn't think that, you know, this was really from God and what we were doing was the right thing. And so he finally showed us that, one, it's on his timetable, not ours. And two, that the things that we pray for, he is going to bring to fruition. But it's going to be on his timing, not on ours. And so 
the loan came through, everything's moving forward on the house. But in that waiting period, a couple things he taught me. For one, buying a house is never going to be easy. And why I thought that, I'm not really sure. Um, and, you know, I know our financial situation. I know we can afford the loan. I know we can make the payment. But the bank doesn't realize all that. And so God was just showing me he has to set certain things up in order for him to get the glory. And, you know, looking back, I can see my impatience, my, I don't want to say stupidity, but lack of wisdom in just relying on him. And, you know, what he spoke to me, I have no doubt he spoke to me, but yet I was questioning it because things weren't happening when I thought they should be happening. And so when he speaks to you, and I'm through this study, I'm learning all these different ways of how he speaks to you. He speaks to us through his word and through his Holy Spirit. And then he confirms what he spoke through his word and through other people. And so I think that um, if you believe you got a message from God and that you um, are following him, then you have to just trust that what he spoke to you is going to be, he will bring about because he can't lie. He can't deceive. He can't, that's just not who he is. He is love and he does want to see the best for us. But we just sometimes have to really sit back and watch what he is um, speaking. And when we pray about something, to sit back and wait for the answer instead of just immediately expecting it. Wow. Okay. So we're going with the motive. We're going to step on toes today. Because <laughs> um, that's the thing is, I as she's talking, I can just see so many times where um, because God doesn't do it in my time frame or because it doesn't, there's not an instant change of something that... Well, and and we had this conversation. She's exactly right. Satan had put in our head we were done. We were there was one day I was going to call him and call it off and and we're finished. And you know, but it, when you start applying that to life, troubles in your marriage, troubles with your kids, troubles with troubles with troubles with our head kind of gets ahead of us in our self-talk. Satan uses to say you're unworthy, you don't deserve, you don't, mm -hmm. and you start going down this road of agreeing with him. And that, that's, I'm reading a book calling Telling Yourself the Truth, and and it really has uh, changed the way I look at myself and what I'm saying, because, you know, that's the thing is with God, because we can't see him, pin him down, and make him give us an answer, um, it gives us sometimes the feeling that he's not listening. He's not there. He doesn't know. He don't understand, you know, and that's a friend of mine from South Africa. I was talking to the other day and, and he's like, David, quit getting in God's way. Your analytical mind is saying, here's how we need to do this. Just trust God. Stop staying by the river of God's God's faithfulness that's flowing and just wait. And, you know, that is such a foreign concept 
in America today because we want something now. Mm-hmm. You you want something, you go buy it. You want something, you go get it. And, um, you know, when, when God's involved, that's a completely different story. That's where the fun begins because things happen that shouldn't happen. They come together in a different way. We're starting to see that is the delay is actually going to be beneficial if God does what I think he's going to do. And, and that'll be for a later podcast because that's the thing is we don't know where God's going, but we feel logically he should do dot, dot, dot. And that brings back the scripture. Your thought or not thoughts are not my thoughts, you know, um, and you, you kind of start imposing on God what you feel he should be doing. And that's, that is such a slippery slope and so easy to get into it. And Satan knows that because if it doesn't make sense, it must not be happening or God's not doing it right or God dot, dot, dot. And that's the thing is, this is why it's so relevant because this actually, yes, applies to marriage. It applies to all kinds of things um, because we feel God should do things in our timeline. When we pray, there should be a miraculous change in our situation. When I think, you know, like in this situation, God's really training us how to trust him more. But we don't see it as that. We see it as negative and God's doing this or he's not doing this or he didn't do this or he should have done that. And and, uh, you know, I, I look back over my life and, and look back so many times to where my mind has been the worst in the sense of it's the part that leads me astray. And Satan knows that. He knows the easy pieces that we'll jump and go with. So it's no different than this podcast. I, we get a report on who's listening and when and, uh, you know, there's some days that not many people listen. It's like, oh my gosh, why are we wasting our time? Well, when you step back and look, we're averaging 40 people a week listening to this podcast. So you can say on one hand, that's not very much. But on the other hand, our goal was to affect one life, one couple with this podcast. And then God does it, but then we want more. Then we're like, okay, God, we want to be the podcast stars, whatever. I mean, we want to see 50 a week, 100 a week, 200 a week. And, you know, again, I've even had this thought about the podcast. God, why are we doing this? And But that's Satan using my um, negative in my head that's already been planted there that I'm willing to listen to. And that's the reason why our self-talk is so important and what it shows us and how prayer and waiting on God, it will be better. Well, you know, and I think as David was sitting there talking, there's so many examples that I can think of of when I just get, you know, I'll pray something and don't really wait for an answer. And then I wonder why something went wrong. A good example of that is a friend of mine and I um, started a women's Bible study in church, in a church. 
And it was kind of one of those things. I'm in a women's leadership group, and the the girl who's over the leadership group, she felt like God was saying, you need to, you know, start a women's Bible group at um, the bigger campus. And But she knew she couldn't do it, so she was asking for people to do it. And um, so this friend of mine and I stepped up. You know, we said a quick little prayer, Lord, is this what you want us to do? Are you behind this? Um, we don't, they wanted it to be a mitigation group to where you were required to wear a mask. You were required to stay, um, six feet apart. And so neither one of us agreed with those rules, but yet she felt like the leader of the, of the leader group felt like that's what God was calling her to do, to have happen was, for there to, because she feels like she's supposed to reach all women. So she asked for help. We stepped up. When in, I don't think that we really waited on an answer. I think that we saw a need and we just both decided we'll meet that need. Because what ended up happening, in my opinion, it was somewhat of a failure because we, I think the first night we started it, um, there was maybe five people there, including me and my friend who were leading it. Um, and then it just declined from there. There was a, a night or two that I would show up and nobody was there. And so it was very defeating. It was very um, discouraging. And looking back now, I'm not saying that it didn't have some benefit and the, the, our leader of the women's group, you know, said that it had a purpose and I don't disagree with that, but I also think it might've been a lesson for my friend and I of, we got to stop and really listen. If we pray about something, we need to wait for the answer and not just feel a need because sometimes maybe God had a different plan and a different person that was more plugged into that specific church that could have led it, or it, it could have had a greater impact had we not just, well, there's a need, so we might as well fill it instead of really waiting for God to answer um, that. And like I said, there's so many instances where, you know, there's a friend of mine who um, is got separated five years ago. She has been... Um, clinging to and hanging on to the hope and the fact that, and praying about that they'll her and her husband will get reconnected and that God will restore their marriage and he has literally moved on has is living with another woman and um it's you know m- he has moved on she and last night I was just praying um we were praying about it and she's really struggling wondering why God didn't answer her prayer. Why isn't it coming to restoration? And just the simple fact that, you know, God, I felt like God was telling me to tell her, it's time for her to let go. It's time for her to just, he is going to move her on to something better. But because she's hanging on so tightly to the fact that she wants it restored, the fact that she's going to, you know, make it happen, Instead of letting God do what he wants to do, he's got something better for her. Granted, divorce is not part of God's plan, but her ex-husband is not walking with the Lord. And so that, you know, it just isn't going to, it's going to happen. It has happened. The divorce is final. 
Um, and and she doesn't she doesn't claim that she doesn't want that, but she's still holding on to it. And at some point, and then she can't figure out why God's not working. Well, God is working. Um, he is asking her to trust him. And but he she's got to trust him that he has something better. He knows that she's not happy about this. He knows that she's devastated by this. But if she would just let it go and let God do God, he I truly believe he's got something better for her. So it's just all those things that we pray about. We think we have a better plan. We think we know what's best. Instead of just praying about it and waiting to see what God happens and following him. Oh, wow. Got a lot of thoughts after that one because that one's spot on phenomenal. The, the thing is, and it's it, the thought that kept coming back to me is what do we cling to other than God? And, you know, we cling to uh, whether it be staying with a spouse. Well, okay, at the end of the day, God wants you to cling to him either way right. and not the spouse. No different than doing good things. You know, Satan makes us busy with doing good things. Yes. That doesn't mean that's what you're called to do. And I, I trust me, if there's anyone that struggles with this, it is me. I I wanting to do something, get answers and go. And it's when you start talking, what does God want? Let's see, want you to worship him, want you to love him, want you to pray. Hmm. There's not a list of, I want you to be a Sunday school teacher. I want you to do this Bible study. Now, he may call you individually to do it, but just because it's good doesn't mean that you're the one that's called to do it. And and we all get caught in this trap of, well, this is good for dot, 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 for the glory of God, for whatever. But the real question is, are you called to do it? Is God calling you to do this? And as, you know, I'm thinking back to the marriage. I mean, you know, we we put so many things on God that he has to do because it's good. It makes sense. It's good for God. It's And, and he didn't call us. He didn't say anywhere that I'm aware of. And if he did, please correct me of, hey, I'm going to need your help occasionally. <laughs> So you get a plan so that I can follow it. Mm. And that's as humans, as people, we think we know what's the best. And at the end of the day, it comes down to loving God, trusting God, and allowing God to work in his time frame. Mm -hmm. um, not every divorce doesn't end and they never talk to each other. Some of them, they end up getting married again. We've heard that story before. And so, I mean, you don't know how God wants to handle it, but as good Christians being nice, we feel like we know what God wants us to do. And so when you miss the connection of what God's calling you to do or asking you to do, and some of them may not make sense because as we look forward, logically, I know we do A, we do B, C will come. 
You know, in all of our dealings with God over the last eight years, I've never looked back and didn't see him in line. But when I'm walking through it, it makes no sense at all. Why would I go to the right? I need to go to the left. Why would I do this? And so it comes to where we start battling of our mind or God's mm-hmm. or our will and his will. And if I do this, she will be happy with me because I know that's what she likes. Okay, that doesn't mean diddly or squat because sometimes conflict has to happen for both of you to change. Mm-hmm. And, but you say, well, why would we fight or separate? Because that's not what God wants. Well, first of all, you've drove the bus this far. So when you hand it, hand it off to God because you're in crisis, that doesn't mean God's going to restore it the way you expect it restored. He may restore it in a completely different way. He may, because you got to remember, he knows the end of the story. Mm-hmm. We don't. So sometimes our end of the story and God's may be the same, but the way we get there may be completely different. And a lot of times I find out it's for me to learn or for me to change yes. or for me not about her to change. Because I think that's the thing we get into when we really start praying for marriages is we want them to change. Really how marriage changes is when you pray for you to change, for God to show you what you need to do different because bottom line is if he changes you he'll change them yes well it's inevitable i mean you can't um you know one one spouse can't change without the other one eventually changing um it may be a slower process it may be a different process it may be but as long as you're obedient to what god's calling you to do and following him the rest will fall into place. God will eventually break that other spouse down or, um, you know, gently break him down, slowly break him down, whatever the case may be. Um, but you have to focus on your relationship with Christ and your walk with him and just trust and be obedient. I think that's, that should be my word for the year is just trust because I have really, um, been, put in places this year that have just, he's just asked me to trust him and to, um, and to trust. Usually there is waiting, you know, when you are trusting him, there is usually waiting that has to be done. And I did not realize that I'm just not a good waiter. (laughs) I do not like to wait. I want what I want. Um, and I want it in my time frame because in my mind, it seems like such a perfect plan, like it will work, but yet he's like, just trust me because what he is going to make work is so much better and bigger and more in awe of what my little plan that I think is going to be great. His plan is going to be awesome because he's the creator of the universe he loves us unconditionally, which is something I'm also learning about this year is what unconditional love really looks like. And so, um, you know, I just, 
would encourage you to just when you pray, wait for an answer. Trust, trust that God hears you. One, he does hear you. He hears every prayer that is spoken and he loves you enough to do something with it and to answer it. But you have to wait on him to answer it in his time because his way is perfect. Our way is not. Well, and I think this brings up surrender. When you surrender situations to him and when you say, God, it's yours. And, and I'm okay with whatever you do. We've done that a couple of times with this house um, that we're going through of how do you surrender it to him and walk away? Mm-hmm. Let him be. Because, you know, what I'm, I've known this and I've watched his hand before, but we are so forgetful of what he's already done or how he's done it. And, you know, you may be ready and you may see that. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen today. And he may have to get all the chess pieces around the edge and get other people on board before he allows that trigger to be pulled because then you can go, oh, my gosh, look at what God did. I couldn't even have dreamed of that. Excuse me. Instead, we drive straight forward like we know God's will today And we create train wrecks all around us because God's like, I haven't got this all set up yet. If you will just trust me and wait, I've got a phenomenal plan coming together. But when you get involved, you screw it up. You're the one that's creating the problem instead of just waiting on God and saying, okay, God, I'm waiting on you. I believe this is going to happen. I believe it's in your time frame. And I surrender this to you. And as long as you're the one that is the one that decides, I'm okay with the decision. Well, and in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, um, it says, If anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves, a.k.a. surrender, um, and pick up their cross daily and follow me. And God really spoke to me, um, either Monday or yesterday about that. I am not very good at denying myself either because I, again, I want what I want. If I want to eat a big old chocolate bar when I know that I shouldn't, I'm going to because I just want what I want. And sometimes I can't control that. <laughs> but denying yourself uh, is, is the same as surrender. You know, we again, want what we want. And so, but God's word says, if anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves and pick up their cross daily and follow me. You're denying yourself. You're picking up your cross, which we all know what that represents. Difficulties, burdens, pain, and follow me and follow him because he is leading you in the direction that is best for you. Well, and I think it's very unique the way that's worded is pick up your cross daily. Okay, that doesn't mean you pick it up when you're saved and you're done. And I think sometimes we get into this this magical God thing. I'm I'm saved, God's there, he's going to take care of me, but I don't want to do anything or sacrifice anything or I don't want to give up anything because I know what I want. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I that picking up your cross daily, which just kind of breaking it down in my head says, okay, you're going to struggle every day. Mm-hmm. You have to pick it up every morning. And and that cross is is a burden that you need to give to him and surrender the day to him. Let his plan happen, not your plan. And you say, well, how do I plan if God may change it? You know what? Got to work it out. You, you need to not. That's part of the excuse is how we get into a situation of, well, you know, God, God needs my help. No, God don't need your help. He made the universe. He made everything on the earth. And you're telling me God needs your help to fulfill what he has for your life. And it's kind of got to the point to where we keep God at a distance because we're afraid of what he may do in us. And I can tell you, the more you grasp that, and I struggle with it every day, don't get me wrong, because I don't, I struggle reading, I don't like it. So in turn, I'll read for a little bit till I feel better, and then I stop. And so it's it's one of those daily disciplines on working towards picking up your cross daily and surrendering daily. Well, and I think, again, denying yourself, if you really think about that, um, denying ourselves means that we're going to have to give up something that we want. Absolutely. You know, overeating, if you're, if you're drinking, if you're whatever it is that you want on a regular basis, that is just not good for you for whatever reason. Um, it's not necessarily bad because... You know, God allows everything, but he allows everything in moderation. And so, yes, we have to have food. But when we're going to food, in my case, when we're going to food for stress, happy, anxiety, depression, because things aren't going your way or things are going great or I'm bored or whatever, then that is outside of his will for my life because I'm going to food instead of him. So put in the put in the blank, whatever you want, food, alcohol, drugs, gambling, cussing, whatever sin you want to do. Denying ourselves daily means that we are going to have to give up something we want. And a lot of times we don't want to give it up because it is a comfort. It does make us feel better. And so that would be my, I guess, encouragement for the day is look up that verse Luke chapter 9, verse 35, I think is what I said. Um, and yeah, Luke 9, 23. And actually, I've got 9, 23 through 25. Um, and just really meditate on that and really ask God to show you what that means. Because um, he's doing a work in me on that verse that just... Um, I think is going to be life changing because I'm not used to denying myself. I, you know, I usually get what I want because it makes me feel better or it makes me feel kind. And I don't mean that in materialistic things. I mean that in, you know, if I want to not go to work, I don't go to work. If I want to eat something extra, I eat some, you know, so not necessarily material things, but things that make me feel better, um, and so just denying that and really taking up my cross, knowing that it's going to be 
painful and a burden. That's kind of the point. And following him. Again, he's leading us where he wants us to go. And that place has got to be better than any quick fix that I can get through food, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Well, we're out of time again. And I I just love what God's done today. And, uh, you know, just find a different God and let God be God. Because some of us have created a new God that answers our every whim when we want him. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. Guys, have a great week.